What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. It's Thursday. I'm sorry, it's Wednesday. Um, and Wednesday is important because tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are going live and we're doing our Zoom hangout for our 1994 watch party. So we've been doing all year. Uh, it's been an absolute blast, or at least all off season. And this is probably one of the biggest ones. We've got the 1994 NFC Championship game against the Dallas Cowboys tonight. So I hope that you guys get to make it out. Every single Patreon, regardless of your tier, um, you have the invite. Uh, so we've only got two more because we've done every game. Uh, did skip a couple just because YouTube took some games down, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but we will be going through. We have the NFC Championship tonight. And then next week, we got the Super Bowl. Um, which is going to be a lot of fun. So if you haven't joined yet, go check it out. Just type in 49ers Patreon, first thing that pulls up. And we even got free trials up right now, which is really, really nice. Um, so you can check it out before you even got to put any money up or anything like that. And we've got tiers that start as low as $1. So go check it out. Love all the hashtag CCs. What's up, Dave? We got Bro Montana, 49ers Faithful Forever. What's up, Josh? He's killing it. Oscar, I love it. Melissa. And look at Melissa. She's putting the whole team in there, man. Let's go, Clayton, John, Juan, Shot J, all the 49ers Rush crew. We've got a lot of them, uh, which I'm very, very thankful for and happy for because, yeah, it, it's we've built a pretty solid community, and I don't want it to stop there. I want it to keep growing, but I'm very, very thankful. Uh, what's up, Slick? I love it. Paul, what's up, Paul Hope? He says, what's up, JC? I love it, man. Uh, it is hump day. That is right. I did get it wrong to start the show. Now. The best news of the day. Let's let's not wait. We'll get into the best of number series that we've been doing, and uh, we're, we're going to address you know the questions. So if you have questions that you would like talked about today, throw those in the chat. I am flying solo, um, but one hundred percent, I, I want to get to those topics. So we'll do a little bit more of you know a little bit more of a mailbag um, and kind of get through some of that stuff. But I digress. We have dates, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is incredible. The NFL has announced 
the report dates for all rookies and vets for training camp to start. The Niners are always the last to put out any type of details for anything just because Kyle Shanahan thinks it gives him an advantage. I don't know. It's just who he is. Um, And so July 18th, which is not too far away at all, the rookies will be reporting. That's three weeks. It's, It's a little less than three weeks, as a matter of fact. July 25th, a week after that, that's when the vets will report. So I am super excited uh, just about, man, we're not that far away. Less than a month, we're going to have training camp football. You know, the report date, you don't really get a lot out of that. But what I do anticipate is the Niners will release their schedule for training camps. They'll release their open dates where fans uh, can go out and watch practices and all that kind of stuff. I'm pumped because we're going to be there this year. So the 49ers rush with us moving uh, we're going to be there. Look at this. Uh, we're not the only ones. Smoke a Niner guy. What's up, man? He says, first live show in the U.S. Just got back home yesterday. Congratulations to you and your family, Kenneth. I am so excited, man. Um, hopefully we get to hang out in person this year. But I uh, really appreciate all your support and just your positivity and everything you've done, your service for the country, all those things, man. Uh, very, very happy for to have your family back. Uh, and we got Eric Meisner in the house too, dude. Look at this guy. Uh, Niners IG legend. This dude just kills it over there on our 49ers Rush IG channel. And, you know, it's funny. We've been doing the roster countdown series, 91 all the way to one, right? I think we're in the 60s now. And Eric does a great job of cutting those clips and putting them on Instagram. And we have had players, family members of players, you know, on the back end of the roster, some of these like undrafted free agent guys that don't get a lot of the publicity and stuff and that's just all eric and so really really cool increasing our exposure we got over six thousand followers on instagram which is awesome um and he's just such a good dude man so i uh, just want to appreciate you guys now training camp they're going to be announcing you know what days fans can go to those and as soon as i find out i'll let you guys know and i'll let you guys know which ones i'm going to be at maybe we could do like a quick meetup or something at a bar afterwards and kind of hang out uh i don't know we'll figure something out but Anytime we can get people together, it's always a good thing, right? But, man, training camp's going to be fun this year. And there is never a Kyle Shanahan training camp without drama. And this drama, (laughs) the quarterback position, it's never going to stop. It just can't. The machine has to be fed. Uh, It's what it is. Uh, It's such a mess, man. But I am excited. And probably... You know, albeit not Brock Purdy, one of the healthiest the 49ers roster has been since I can remember. Outside of, you know, Drake Greenlaw had like a thumb issue, not a big deal. He could play with that. Elijah Mitchell, I'm not sure what his issue is. He's always been kind of dealing with these injuries. That's almost it. And then the Brock Purdy elbow thing, which we'll talk about Brock Purdy later. We'll, we'll put that in the middle of the episode. That way I don't. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to start a show talking about quarterbacks just because I know it's a pain in the butt. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, not a bad thing. Bro Montana says, John, I apologize. I missed in- info on the rush road trips. Are you doing SoFi this season? I am not positive. Okay. Now, 49ers rush road trip.com if you want to know about those. But you know, we're moving out of LA next week. I would like to come down. But last year, L.A. was a bit of a mess. Um, 
just because LA is a weird city and where the stadium's at is not a good location. So it's hard to throw a party over there, but I am still working on some details. And if I can get a perfect setup, I would like to be in LA. I would like to come back for that game. So currently nothing concrete, but just going to have to kind of wait and see on that one. So I apologize about that, but I would like to, I, I would really, really like to uh, <laughs> Mitchell is made out of glass. Man, it just seems like something all, all the time, um, and it's a bummer. Keep it the faith. I miss the two-a-day open practices. So fun. All-day event. Yeah, two-a-days are no-no. Uh, not allowed to do those anymore from you know, the NFLPA. Colleges can't do it anymore. High schools can't do it anymore. I remember two-a-days in Texas. Uh, we would go out, and we'd practice at noon. And then we'd go in and like work out and lift weights and have meetings. Then we'd go back out. We'd work out again at like four. And it was just like nonstop. But, you know, we were kids and it was awesome. But, yeah, it's it's weird how that's changed just in the time since I've been coaching. My first year coaching, we were still doing two-a-days. Not anymore. You can't do that stuff anymore. Uh, look at this. David says 228 days until ring six. I love it. I love it. I, lo I love the the umph, the belief. That's great news. That is great news. Uh, Oscar says, I have a park in Inglewood we could set up at JC. Oh, what's up, Oscar? Yeah, let, let's chit-chat. Let's figure some things out. Uh, the problem with parks, which I do like, but it's just getting everything in there and out of there and all that stuff. But, yeah, reach out to me, Oscar. I know you got my info, so uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Um, here we go. Let's see here. Yeah, JC, do a rush road trip at the bar of Homosa. Yeah, they actually reached out to me. Sharkies, which was awesome. But when we threw the party there, the space was not big enough. Um, and so it, that that was a little rough. I love it there. That's my favorite place in the world is Homosa Beach, which, man, we had a great time. But we outgrew the space. And so it, it's kind of hard to get out there for some people. But, man, I freaking loved it. But, yeah, that... Because I think we had about 70, 80 people, and it was just rough with the upstairs, downstairs, and I just, I don't know. that That's rough for me. That's rough for me. Anyway. All right. Now, I do always want to kind of sandwich these episodes in with some 49ers nostalgia as we're going through our, our number series. So today we've got the best number 19 and with the best number 20 ever, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so let's start with number 19. And, you know, obviously Debo wears 19 now. But there wasn't really a lot of competition here, but I did have a lot of fun in learning some of these older players. The first player ever to wear the number 19 was Joe Reed. Um, back in 1972, he was with the 49ers for three seasons. He had a five AV score, which is like the approximated value on pro football reference. Um, so not great. He was, you know, 11th round pick out of Baylor and Mississippi State. He transferred. Um, quarterback that the Niners drafted. He went three and four, four touchdown passes, 13 interceptions, nothing too great. Then you had Scott Bull from 1976 to 1978. Six round pick out of Arkansas. We like these Southern quarterbacks, right? Um, he went three and four, <laughs> three touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Good Lord. Could you imagine if somebody put out that stat line today? Three touchdowns, 17 interceptions. As a quarterback, yikes. Um, and then we had Ted Ginn. He, he's kind of the runner-up. He definitely doesn't hold a candle to Debo. But, you know, 
look at through Ted Ginn Jr.'s career. He was with us 2010, 11, and 12. Great teams. Great teams. And he played a huge role. He never made a Pro Bowl, that, like as a returner or an All-Pro. As a returner, like, I was like, wait a second, that's not right. Um, but yeah, like, as as heralded as he was as a returner, never even kind of top two or three on a season, which is weird. Um, that is weird. Yeah, Debster says, 11th round pick. They used to go for a minute, uh, and they just kept trimming back, trimming back down to seven now. Um, but yeah, there used to be 11 rounds. What's up, Debster? Always good to see you. Um, yeah, Ted Ginn single-handedly beating the Seahawks is aces to me. I I have a lot of very positive, a lot of very positive Ted Ginn memories. Uh, Josh, what's up, Eddie? Says, had a nice career. Hey, Sin, how you doing, girl? Had two punt return touchdowns in one game against Seattle. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I looked through, so his, like, rushing and receiving stats, whatever else, but listen to these all-purpose yards. This includes punt returns, kick returns, receptions, everything, right? 2010, 1,487 total yards. 2011, 1,554. Then in 2012, he had 587, got hurt, had four fumbles, Ugh. and then that was it. But Ted Ginn, he played for 14 years in the NFL with six different teams. Um, he has an AV score of seven for the 49ers. Again, th this just measures what these players did for the 49ers. I don't care what they do other places. It's about us. I'm selfish. Um, he did have a punt return touchdown and a kickoff return touchdown in 2011, and I think – Somebody tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I did a little bit of research. I couldn't find any concrete evidence. I think he has the last kickoff return for a touchdown for the 49ers. 2011, um, which is crazy to me. Uh, so maybe I'm wrong. I, Josh, I bet Josh could find this answer. He's smarter than me. Um, that's a low bar, though, Josh, so don't get a big head on that. Now, let's get to the man Debo. Um, we got him 2019. Didn't have the best year last year by his own standards, right? Uh, you know, he he, he kind of came out and was very upfront about just how he was not happy. Oh, did I delete that clip? There, I'll, I'll load it right now while we're we're going. I think it'll let me do this. Um, yeah, here we go. I, I'm loading it now. Whenever it gets finished, I'll play it. But even if you include the year that Debo had last year, which I don't really think it was like god awful. Um, but he said it was awful, but you know, you're, you're looking at it. He had 56 catches, 632 yards. That's not great. Um, 11.3 yards per reception, his lowest of his career, two receiving touchdowns. Uh, then you get into the rushing. He had 42 rush attempts for 232 yards. That's five and a half yards per carry. That's pretty damn good. Three touchdowns. Not the best year. Uh, here's what he had to say whenever somebody asked him about how he thought he played in 2022. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. In what way? Every aspect. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, me and Kyle had a long meeting the other day. We watched tape. Um, we talked about it. We put it behind us and um, just going through the tape and just look how sluggish and like how bad it looked on tape. Um, like I said, uh, just reflecting on last offseason, it kind of played a big role in that. And I never put nothing like that back on tape again. 
football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer? Or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. I hope he's right. Um, because if he is right, then, man, he's been awesome. Like, that's the thing. Like, okay, from the 2019 draft, out of that entire draft class, Five players have made, had an all-pro season. Jake Bailey, who's a kicker, if you want to count that. Quentin Williams, um, Josh Jacobs, and then we got the other two. Nick Bosa and Debo. We, we got two all-pro players. Like, that's incredible. He's got 26 touch touchdowns receiving, 4,012 total yards. That's in four years. So if you just average out his years, he averages 1,000 yards and six and a half touchdowns per year. That's so okay. Let's put this. And I went through, I was like, all right, I want to see where he stacks all time 49ers list, right? He has the same amount of touchdowns as Michael Crabtree did. Crabtree played here for several more years than Depot. In fact, he has the same amount of touchdowns as Crabtree in 28 fewer games. 28. That's like two seasons worth. Um, ah, anyway. Now, in 2021, that was the year that he was just all-world. Got the all-pro nod, the Pro Bowl, all that kind of stuff. And 1,405 receiving yards, which is the ninth most receiving yards ever for a 49er. Uh, it's funny at that list because here's how the list goes. It goes Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice. He's got the top six. Then T.O.'s got two of them, seven and eight. Debo at nine, Kittle at ten. But... If the one thing that Debo has done that Terrell Owens never did, if you look at total yardage, the 2021 season, he had 1,770 total yards. That's the second best ever for a wide receiver for the 49ers. Jerry Rice had a one year over 1,800. T.O. never did. And so Jerry Rice did that one time in his whole life. And Debo did that once already as well. So I do think. You know, and I think that this is a great point right here. Awful in sense of his salary. Yes, because you're paying a premium, and this is the way the NFL goes. And the sad thing is the NFL is not very guaranteed. The contracts aren't highly guaranteed. So, like, I don't mind because Debo plays so damn tough. Um, Yeah, is, but you're correct. You're going to get paid that way. You got to play a certain way. And I really, really do hope that that changes. Here we go. Josh, I told you he's smarter than me. We had a kickoff return touchdown in 2018 against Seattle. That was our last one. Did we have – maybe it was the last punt return? I saw somewhere like our last return touchdown was Ted Ginn Jr. Maybe 
that was incorrect. Uh, that's okay. Richie James for Seattle. That was the last kickoff return. So maybe it was a, a punt returner. Uh, but anyway, I, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Sin, I am with you. She says, sorry, I didn't like Michael Crabtree. When he's in our, like, I rooted for him. But yeah, I didn't like him beforehand. I didn't like him after. And the holdout, I a lot of stuff there just really, really bothered me. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go too far off on that. But Debo, by far, I don't think there's any competition here for the best number 19. Debo is the guy, and he's still got so much time. And so excited to see what, what he's going to do. Here we go. Last punt return was 2011 by Ginn. Josh is the freaking man. Thank you, brother. And if you don't know, and if you're on Twitter, go follow Josh, uh, the 49ers guru. He kills it on there. He's been doing all the research for our, you know, our countdown series that we're doing. Uh, his his tag on YouTube is 49ers Faithful Forever, which I have had several emails and conversations with people that want that same tag on YouTube. So don't change it because people want it. Uh, just throw that out there. Um, Cristiano, what's up, man? He says, John, keep being the best. So ready for this season. Going to Texas for the first time. My wife and I are thinking about moving to Corpus Christi. Yes, Corpus Christi is incredible. Just south of Corpus Christi, Freeport is incredible. Um, I'm high class, baby. Corpus Christi is the founding location of the greatest fine dining restaurant in the United States, Whataburger. You got to go to Whataburger, baby. I'm joking about the fine dining, but it is incredible. Um, I will die on that hill. Whataburger is, mm, is the best hamburger fast food place ever and i know everybody's like oh in and out five guys whatever else don't care i i'm a homer on that one i'm wearing my texas shirt man but yeah make sure you get some barbecue you guys gotta have a good time reach out to me i'll be uh happy to give you some more locations with that stuff uh here we go thomas says crabtree bad attitude but he caught the ball with his hands left that he did natural pass catching hands definition look at steven he's from corpus lived there in 2019 love that place it's beautiful man um, yeah, yeah. So go check it out. Now, before we jump over, no, let's just jump over. Let's do this now. I had a fun conversation, uh, Brock talk with my buddy, Charles. You guys know Chuck. Uh, he's an Eagles fan, uh, <laughs> but my best friend by far, he's the one that got me into this whole podcasting thing. He's helped with the draft content and whatever else he's been on the show a lot. Really, really good dude. Um, him and Terrell is his brother-in-law called me. And they're diehard Eagles guys, but they were in a fantasy league, whatever. We just like talk football. And they they just had some opinions on Brock from outside, right? We I know that we talk about this a lot. I try not to, but I thought that we had a really good conversation. You know, he's off training. Brock Purdy's off training now in Florida. It, that's great. That's awesome. Um, but what I wanted to try to approach this with today is kind of flipping the entire perspective on its head. And let's look at this through Brock's perspective, because I think that this is going to play a giant role. You know, we've heard from Shanahan. We've heard from John Lynch. We've heard from everybody over and over and over and over again, including Brock. And the idea is leader in the clubhouse, but we got to wait and see. We got to wait and see. We got to wait and see. Now, what I want to do, again, what does Brock want? Because from the start, from the injury to the surgery to the getting all the different opinions, Brock and his agent 
have handled this and controlled the narrative from the start. I'm not saying like it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing, right? Because if you're Brock, you want this damn job, right? Uh, like, like you gotta get you gotta get this job. So you got like four plus medical opinions first. They delayed surgery, delayed the surgery, swelling goes down, finally have the surgery. They put out the timeline, right? The doctor put out the timeline. And here I even put this up there. Which, hey, man, our important dates got got new stuff because we got the rookies camp dates. We got the vet camp dates scrolling on the bottom. We've got practices and all those things. But, you know, I, I do think that it's important because the last date we have on here is Brock Purdy's projected whatever his doctor said. This is when he should be cleared to throw the ball is the fourth week of August. That's not my timeline. That's his doctor. That's Purdy's camp's timeline. But all of the indications out there is that he is way ahead of schedule, which is the best news ever. I know I've said, I think Trey Lance starts week one. I've been adamant about that. Now I'm starting to get a little shaky there. That that doesn't mean, I I, I guess I was wrong. I, I will have to wait and see. But here's the whole reason why I'm trying to talk about this is they're controlling the narrative completely. And even if Kyle Shanahan... And John Lynch, like, really want to protect Purdy and put him on the shelf. And, hey, let's see what Trey or Sam Darnold has or whatever else. We'll ease Purdy back into it. And Greg is right here. He says, I don't want to see Purdy. Uh, I want to game ready before week three. And so I'm from this same understanding. I want to see what Trey has. Right? Right here. Josh, let Lance get a taste. Then we'll see what happens. That's what I want, too. However, however, and I think this is important. I don't think Brock Purdy wants that. I don't think Brock Purdy's agent wants that. Because what happens if, let's just say, okay, let's say he he follows the timeline to a T. Fourth week of August, he's finally 100%. That's a week. That is one week before week one, <laughs> September 10th. Like, it's one week. So Kyle's like, you know what, man? We're just going to, we we don't want to rush you back. Well, here's what Purdy could do. And I, I don't think that this is quote unquote negative. But again, if you're Brock Purdy, you do not want that. You want to be back and start week one. Why? Because what if Trey or Sam Darnold goes out there and does what you did or better? Well, guess what? You could lose your damn job because of an injury. And I've had this debate on here lots of times. But how did Purdy get the job? He Because Trey got injured. Or because Jimmy got injured, right? Like, that's just the way the world works. And you don't lose the job because you got injured. You lose the job because you got injured. That injury created an opportunity for somebody else. If somebody else runs with that opportunity, that's why you lost the job, right? If so facto, uh, I'm your boss. Uh, anyway, uh, somebody might have got that dodgeball reference. But again, this is not a, you know, what I think Kyle should do, would do. Don't care about that. That's not the conversation we're having. I am trying to look at this from Brock Purdy's eyes or his agent's eyes. And he's been controlling this narrative from day one. He is going to, if he stays ahead of schedule, you're going to get throwing all kinds of videos and clips and all that stuff way before you get it from the Niners. You're going to be getting it from Brock Purdy and his agent, I think.
because they're going to control it and try to show everybody, look, man, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. And if that's the case, I want Brock Purdy healthy. I really, really do. Um, And so it's just, I don't know. I I really thought because, again, I've been around players. I was a player. I've been a coach. And I've been around players. Like, players are gladiators. That's who they are. That's their mentality. I'm the best. That's me, right? I'm him. And this is where the medical staff and coaches have to step in and say, whoa, I know you think you're ready to go. What's best long-term? Players don't think that way. They don't. Especially if you're Brock Purdy now, you're an undrafted free agent. You ain't getting money. He's working really, really hard on all his endorsement deals, which makes you really, really, really happy. Um, I love it when people get paid. I want everybody to get paid. But you have an opportunity to seize here. And let's just say, again, what if Trey goes out there? If this is If I'm the agent of Brock Purdy, here's what I'm saying. Brock, you got to be 100%. But if it takes time, just know they got a third-round pick on their roster that they traded up for. If he goes out and balls out, guess what? You're going to be sitting on the bench for not one year, not two years, three years. Not saying that's going to happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying the agent is telling Brock Purdy that. Look, bro, if if Trey goes at this, it's out of your control. If you're not out there ready to go, this kid could step in and be maybe what they thought he was. Not saying Trey's going to do that. That's all I'm saying. If that happens, though, Brock, they got you under contract for three more years. Why would they trade an undrafted free agent if Trey Lance is out there balling out and just have him as a backup? Trey Lance has been injured a lot. Or, or it, Fill it in with Sam Darnold. Now, Sam Darnold will complicate things because he's on a one-year deal. Then you're doing a contract. You know, do you extend Darnold? Oh, that'd be, oh, that, I don't even, <laughs> that made my head hurt just even saying that. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know, man. Uh, let's get to some of these comments on this topic. I love it. Uh, appreciate you guys and your patience there. Greg, it says, Brock um, can want the job, but after hearing from Mullins and knowing how the 49ers operate, players coming off serious injuries, I don't want to see. I Again, yeah, the, the what I want or what you want, I get that, and that's a whole nother can of worms. I want this conversation as much as possible to be around what Purdy and his agent want. Because I think that's one of the areas we haven't really addressed very, very much. Now, I will say this. One of the Shanahan flaws, and if you guys, you watch the show. Yeah, you watch the show. It's freaking, you're here. Um, I love Shanahan. He's top three coach for me in the NFL. But one of his issues, he will rush people back from injuries. And he will ask people not to take certain surgeries, Raheem Mostert, uh, that will end years, or Trent Brown. Like, you can go on and on and on. Like, that is a legit criticism of Shanahan. Does Shanahan want him back? Yes, he does. I think he really does. Does John Lent? Yeah, I think everybody does. He's that damn good. Um, But, yeah, I don't want it rushed back. That That's – here we go. Charlie says, there's no question in my mind that party starts. Week one. Man. So, I, I yeah, it's looking that way, man. It's looking that way. If Purdy is 100% ready to go, he'll play. My question is, like, how much time does he need? If the doctors say, yep, 100%, the fourth week of August is one week enough? 
practicing for one week and then start? Maybe it is. You know, he does have the year under his belt, uh, half a year, eight starts, whatever else. Yeah, uh, risking games to see what Trey has. No thanks. Um, I, yeah, again, I don't see it as if Brock is healthy, and I would say this for the the playoff run. I waited. Brock had his amazing games, and I said, if he does this in the playoffs, then I will give my opinion on who should be the quarterback next year. He goes out. You had the Seahawks game. And then I said after that, Brock should be the guy next year. And then the Dallas game, Brock should be the guy next year. Then the injury happened. And so, Charlie, I'm with you. I don't want to risk games if Brock, with Trey or Sam, if Brock is 100%. I have constantly been on the timeline of, okay, give me two weeks of a healthy Brock. Then, yeah, then I'm in. Get him out there. Whatever game that is. Right? And I saw... I saw a quote on here earlier. Here we go. Oscar. What's up, Oscar? He says, um, I do, but he'll be placed on the pup for sure. That's four weeks right there. Yeah. And so if he does go on the pup, then he has to miss the first four games. I do think that he starts Brock Purdy starts training camp on the pump, the the pup active, which is different than the pup reserve. Um, so training camp pup, you can come off any day. But if you're on the pup to start the 53-man roster, then you have to be out four weeks. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there's that one. Um, I like that. I like that. Well said, Oscar. But I, it seems less and less likely that's going to be the case. You know, it just it just seems less and less likely. Uh, Brock wants to be the guy. I want Brock to be the guy. I freaking love it. Um, here we go. Judd. What's up, Judd? Uh, he says, Brock is way ahead of schedule it was, it was, yeah, he's been back throwing for three months, was already throwing full-size NFL ball. He seems ahead of everything, and I hope that continues. It's funny. Some people are like, oh, you were wrong, and you were saying Trey's going to start week one, and I was saying that. Yeah, because I was following the timeline their doctors gave us. But, like, this is a good thing to be wrong about. Like, Brock being healthy is amazing for every single 49ers fan. I don't understand that. Like, how does a healthy... Brock Purdy, like, I was supposed to be mad that Brock – I, I was trying to have a debate with somebody on Twitter, and I was like, I don't understand. Why – you want me to be mad that Brock's healthy? This is great. This is not a bad thing. This is a wonderful thing. Um, I guess some people like to tie me to Trey Lance, and so I freaking love Brock Purdy. I would love Brock Purdy to be the quarterback for 10 years. Now, the thing that I don't want – and again, I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I was talking again. This was me talking with Chuck. Let's just say hypothetically, Trey doesn't get any action at all, right? Whether you know Brock's back week one or Sam Darnold or whatever, I don't. I don't care. What happens to Trey long term? And I know that's as a 49ers fan, you care about the team first over all players always. But you know, Trey plays out this year, next year, then walks, or we trade him, whatever. Gosh, man, in two years, do you know which teams are going to need quarterbacks? The Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams. That would scare the, the that would, that would just suck, man. That, that was like, I think Chuck asked me, he's like, well, what's the worst case scenario? And I was like, well, we don't get to see what Trey is. And then, you know, his contract expires, he bounces. And then we get to see him be, you know, 25 years old quarterback with another team in our division or something like that. Just. Man, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, anyway, oh, Tommy got my uh, my my reference earlier from uh, dodgeball. That's right, 
Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, Greg, is, you keep going back to this Mullins thing because, again, he had the same surgery. He was the most recent quarterback that went through it, and he had to, it took him a while. It took him a while. So, yeah, we'll see there. We'll, we'll see there. So, there's a lot of good stuff here, man. Um, here we go. Uh, B. Deanna. What's up, man? Welcome. I haven't seen you in here very often, but I like it. You're way off. Brock is only worried about one thing, his health. Brock isn't intimidated by Trey, Darnold, or anyone else. Brock has shown what he can do, and he will do it again. Yeah, I was talking from the agent standpoint, but that's fine. Um, you got to have confidence, but, man, if, I, if I'm his agent, that's an agent's job. Like, you don't think... Brock Purdy's had that conversation. Hey, what happens if Trey goes in there and balls out and you lose your job? You don't think that that's like a, or Sam Darnold or whoever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's not Brock Purdy. hate. I'm just saying that's a logistic, like that could happen. That's exactly how he got his, his, his job. Right. So we'll see here. Greg, it says, didn't Shanahan say they could win with all three quarterbacks? Yes. Uh, didn't they demonstrate this in 2022? Yes. Uh, it's the most quarterback friendly system. Uh, the playmakers around them, absolutely incredible. All of that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot. Steven, what's up, man? He says, everyone heals at a different uh, different speeds. Sometimes severe injuries on player A can heal faster than player B. Yeah, that's 100% true. And youth is the best thing for that. Brock Purdy's 23. That's great news. That is great news. Um, I like that. <laughs> Debster, people on Twitter are weird. Yep. I think I think I completely agree with that. Um, I do agree with that. Here we go. Dwayne says, if Brock is healthy, get rid of Trey so I can see if he's good or bad. I'm a huge Lance fan, but a true Niners fan for 38 years. What's up, man? Uh, I love it. I love the jersey or the hoodie you got on in your picture as well. Um, I don't know. I, I personally, let's say Brock comes back and he's Brock, right? Which is awesome. That's the best news ever. I don't want to trade Trey this year. Next offseason before the draft, I'd get it. Um, but maybe if you get like, and I'm staying on it, man. If I'm not getting a first-round pick, I'm not trading Trey Lance this year. Do I think he'll get a first-round pick? I do not. So, therefore, I'm keeping Trey Lance. And, again, this is all under the premise of Brock Purdy comes back and he's awesome. Darnold, he's got to be the backup. Cool. But, man, what is here's, – here's my question. Would Trey be more valuable at the deadline now? I just hit myself in the hat. Or at the deadline this year? Or would it be more valuable before the draft next year? Right? I think he'd be more valuable at the draft next year. And we would still have him for this year. Which is great. Because we need three quarterbacks. We need, we need three quarterbacks. That's just what it is. Um, anyway. We'll take that. So, anyway. <laughs> Sub shot. Here we go. Uh, July 25th, baby. That's right. There we go. July 25th. We got trading camp, baby. All good things. And right here, Kittle and Defoe are champs. I freaking love it. Josh, he even started the show off. I had it start. I was going to get to it. Um, I love DeForest Buckner so much. I love George Kittle. Uh, I mean, they're just incredible. I hate that DeForest Buckner left, but he chose money. He chose his team. Uh, and that's okay. And I'm happy for him. I, I don't think that he is happy with the way it has gone there. Obviously not because it hasn't gone well in Indianapolis. But, yeah, they won the bussing with the boys. I don't even know what they won, but uh, it was cool to see. 
it, it was really, really cool to see. Um, yeah. Um, let's see here. If we trade Trey, we should player for player him now before any analysis can hamper any further value. I don't think his value could go down more <laughs> than it is right now, especially with Rappaport and Florio and all those guys just going so hardcore against him and calling Cowherd. And I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to get lower. So if it's so low, then why would you just trade them for peanuts anyway? I don't like the buy high, sell low mindset. That's not good. Um, yeah, and right here, you know, uh, Charlie says, hot take, Javon Hargrave is a better player than Defoe. That's not a hot take in my opinion. I think that is very accurate, extremely accurate. Um, I love DeForest Buckner. I, I love DeForest Buckner. He's incredible. Uh, here we go. Let's listen to Nick Bosa talk about Hargrave and what he thinks about it. So this is Bosa, the man. I had this clip queued up, but thank you for that that comment there. Here we go. He said, what was that feeling? Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, with all the talent we have on our team to add another guy who's the top free agent. Um, I'm, I shouldn't be surprised with our team because Kyle's always trying to improve. And um, But, yeah, I mean, to, to get the top guy and a guy that I feel like people give him his due, but people don't really know how good he is overall. Like He's not talked about in that. He might be. I don't, I don't know. But I feel like he isn't quite talked about in the the Aaron Donald top echelon Chris Jones, but I think he played like that last year and uh, throughout his career. So it's him and Eric inside should be pretty pretty fun. Yeah, that's awesome. It's just fun to listen to, right? Um, but, yeah, so uh, Greg says, is he better against the run big time? And this was the issue. Whenever they traded DeForest Buckner – they came out and said, we want to get more stout against the run. DeForest Buckner is more of a finesse guy. He's not a power player. He's just such a freak. He's so big and long and fast, but he does get moved in double teams. Um, but he's still incredible. The dude's a pro bowl. Like, he is awesome. He is so damn good. And I think one of the things that perhaps I'm not great at is whenever I do these player comparisons, like who's the best 19 or whatever, I don't want it to be... Oh, you're first or last. No, it, like that bothers me when those conversations happen. There's so many guys that are worthy to talk about. I shared a clip today on, it was Brandon Lloyd. That's right. Number 85, baby. Um, just making all these circus catches. If you remember Brandon Lloyd and I was like, man, we have had some great 85s and you know, the three that come to mind for us, right? Uh, Vernon Davis, George Kittle, uh, Brandon Lloyd. But, man, there were great 85s way before I was born, and so I did some research on them, and we'll get there later in the offseason. But to talk about how great Javon Hargrave is doesn't mean we're tearing down to Forrest Buckner. I don't want it to be like that. And if it comes across that way, I apologize. Not the intent. Not the – I love – DeForest but I watch Colts games on purpose just so I can watch DeForest Buckner. You know what I mean? Um, but for the past four years, I don't think it's even close um, who is the better player. So uh, we'll see, and we'll see what that goes on. But, you know, the defensive tackle, very similar to what Bosa said, Chris Jones, I think, is the best defensive tackle in sport. He was the runner-up for me. If I was voting for defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa won. It would have been Chris Jones, too. 
that that would have been my voting, you know, whatever. That's my ballot. But you got to throw Aaron Donald in there, even though, you know, last year was a weird year, but he was still great. And then I put Hargrave. Like, that's it. That's my tier. That's my top tier. Um, So, yeah, there you go. Oh, I like this take right here. Josh says, Lloyd was OBJ before OBJ. You are correct uh, in terms of circus catches. Yeah, yeah, uh, He was so fun, man. Those highlights, crazy, man. Um, yeah, just crazy. So, uh, oh, look at this. David says, we drafted Buck on my 30th birthday. I was... I was on stage. We were, that was, was it the Chicago? Was that the Chicago one? Yeah, I think it was. I would, let me check here. I, I gotta, come on now. Sorry, guys. Go, let's go on a journey. <laughs> Our Armstead, here we go. Uh, oh, no. Was it Buckner? I'm fighting with myself here. He got drafted in 2016, seventh overall. And, we were, we got tickets. Yeah, I was backstage for this at the draft because <laughs> the way that they did tickets, unless you paid like thousands of dollars, would you go through this lottery or whatever else, and then they would pick you. And if somebody got up to go to the bathroom, then you would go sit down. It was me and Chuck, back to Chuck again on this show. And so we were backstage for the fifth pick. The Niners were drafting seventh, okay? And what happened was, because there were, there were like four, Five to six players that were just incredible. Jalen Ramsey, Ezekiel Elliott, which I didn't think was whatever. But the whole time, we were in line next to Cowboys fans. And I was talking trash. And I was like, if you guys take Ezekiel Elliott, you're the dumbest people alive. A dumb team, dumb team. And they wanted Jalen Ramsey. They took Ezekiel Elliott, as we know. And we just roasted these guys. They were so pissed. It was awesome. Anyway. We finally get to sit down, and as soon as we sit down, DeForest, the Niners draft DeForest Buckner, which is who I wanted uh, at number seven overall. That was a hell of a draft, man. Goff went one, Wentz two, Joey Bosa three, Elliott four, Ramsey five, Ronnie Staley six, DeForest Buckner seven. Um, that was a damn good draft right there to get Buckner there. At one All-Pro, two Pro Bowls. He's great. He's great. He's great, man. Uh, and I... Uh, Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for what he did. I'm glad he got paid. I do wish he was around. Debster, don't really think the 49ers got hot grave for his run defense. Uh, we got other players for that. Well, he's not a minus. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's not the best run defender, but he's not bad. He does not get bullied around. He is undersized, though. Um, you know, he's barely at 300 pounds. So he he's more of the small penetrating defensive tackle three tech, but he ain't bad. He ain't bad. Um, yeah. So I, I, li I like it, man. I, I'm excited about it. It just, the tape is fun. He was the most double teamed player on the Eagles last year in the run game. Javon Hargrave was, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I'm excited about that. Now let's see here. Um, let's get to number 20, the best number 20. And there were a lot of really good options. Uh, this was a very fun 20 number. You know, we've done 20 of them already. And, okay, for 19, for example, there was one player past seven AV score. For 20, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players with a higher score than that. Um, and so, you know, just, just going through some of these names, 
um, you know, Tory Nixon back in the 80s, Kenneth Ackler, George Donnelly in the 60s, Parrish Cox, you guys remember him, back in 2012, 13, 2014, Mike Adams, he had a nine. But the top four uh, was Mike Holmes, which he was a free safety slash wide receiver in the 70s. Played for the Niners for two seasons, 74-75. He had a 10 AV score. He was a returner. But the thing that I thought was he was a first-round pick from Texas Southern. And in 1974, he played free safety and returning. He was a defense and special teams guy. Then in 75, he played wide receiver and returner. Like that. And as a defender, he had three picks, six forced fumbles. Then he switches to the offensive side of the ball. Mike Holmes, 16 catches, 222 yards, and a touchdown. After that, he went on. Uh, career didn't really do too much. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was interesting because I, I, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know who Mike Holmes was. And then Jimmy Ward, you got good old Jimmy Ward. Now, Jimmy Ward, we've talked about a lot on here because that dude just changed his number <laughs> all every time. Comes into the league, he was 25 for four years. Then he was 20 for three years. Then he was one for two years. So, you know, we've done a lot of Jimmy Ward talk on this show, and I love him, but he's not going to win this. Uh, he he was the best number one. So when we first started, we we gave him that one. He's not going to be the best 20, or he's not going to be the best 25. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil 25, but there are a lot of players with higher, even combined, you know, his career average was, or his career approximated value was 26. Um, so 20, he's not going to be there. Derek? Uh, Loveville, Loveville, uh, 1994, 95, 96, got a Super Bowl. Um, he was a running back that came to us from the Seahawks, and he was an awesome receiving back. In one year, 1995, he had 87 catches as a running back, 662 yards, three touchdowns. Those are receiving stats. That was awesome. Um, you know, he started 22 games for us, a thousand yards. 12 touchdowns, scored a lot, but he was the receiving guy um, and got a Super Bowl ring for us. Didn't get a lot of playing time in 94, but whenever what's-his-name got hurt, um, what's-his-name, uh, goodness, right off the top of my head, he wore the do-rag. We're going to watch him tonight. Um, golly, Ricky Running Waters. Uh, he was the guy that would come in and do kind of the receiving options. And then the number one, I'm seeing it all in the chat. You guys are smarter than me. The Garrison. Hurst, baby. I freaking love Garrison Hurst. I love Garrison Hurst. I remember we would have, what's it called? We had Tecmo Super Bowl. I don't remember which one it was, but it was an old one. Because he was drafted by the Phoenix Cardinals. They weren't even the Arizona Cardinals back then. So he, he gets drafted there, number third overall. And so... I would have friends over that we would set up tournaments. We we get a giant poster board that you would do like science fair projects with, and we would make brackets and we had like 16 people and then you would draw for teams, right? Well, we wouldn't draw for teams. We would shoot three pointers. So we would go outside on the basketball thing and we'd have a three point contest and whatever that order was, let you pick your teams. Well, I'm not a good three point shooter, <laughs> even at my own goal. So I didn't get to pick the Niners. Somebody else picked them. So I had to play a whole season. We, we went through the whole season. And I picked the Cardinals just so I could have Garrison Hurst. Again, it wasn't a new game. It was, I think it was a 94 or 95 game. 
um, which he was on the Arizona Cardinals at that time. So I had to play for a whole year on Tecmo Super Bowl, and we made a whole schedule. It was awesome. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but that's how much I loved Garrison Hurst. Um, he, he was so good, man. So he's with the Cardinals. Then he came to us. He had two Pro Bowls with the 49ers. Garrison Hurst did. Um, he, interesting thing. He had a Pro Bowl. He, he, he made the Pro Bowl. Then he missed two years, 1999 and 2000. You guys remember this? With a vascular necrosis, which I didn't know what that was. So I did a little research. Uh, it's like where you lose blood supply to your bones or something like that. So he missed two years, comes back in 19 or 2001, rushes for 1,200 yards, four touchdowns, another 347 receiving yards and a touchdown. Wins comeback player of the year. Dude was freaking incredible. And missed two prime years. Ah, man, it made me mad. But look at it. Listen to his career stats. This is Garrison Hurst. 73 starts, 5,535 rush yards. That's fifth all-time for any 49er. Fifth all-time. 26 rushing touchdowns, 174 receptions, 1,604 receiving yards with seven touchdowns. Now, here we go. This is going to make it into our trivia for the 49ers rush road trips if you come out. He's second all-time for the 49ers on rush yards per game with 75.8 per game, okay? Now, I'm going to ask you guys this. I'll give you some time to answer. Can you guys guess who the number one 49er is all-time on rush yards average per game, okay? Rush yards average per Garrison Hurst is second with 75.8. Who is number one. Um, I'm going to give you guys some time to answer that as we get into some of these other things. But Garrison Hurst, by far, he had a 63 AV score. Dude was incredible. Um, oh, man, I love Garrison Hurst. It just gets me excited thinking about him. He was so exciting, man. And going from, you know, Ricky Waters, then we had the little bit of a delay. Then you had Garrison Hurst. Whew. I love it. All right. Joe the Jet, that is incorrect. Gore is incorrect. CMC, uh, he is incorrect as well. What's up, Kurt? How we doing, buddy? Um, not not tank. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, here you go. You guys are you guys are gonna not believe me, maybe. Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell is number one all time with 77.6 rush yards per game. I was flabbergasted. What? Now I know it's a small sample size, um, but when he plays, even coming in as a backup to CMC, most rush yards per game? That's crazy. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, now CMC is kind of moving up that list fairly well. Um, I think he was like fifth or sixth. So we'll see because if, if CMC does what I think he can do, hmm. I would not be shocked at all. Look at this. Elijah's a monster. Just wish he could stay healthy. I'm with you, man. Um, yeah, he was so good because he plays one game, kills it, and gets hurt for five. Oh, man, eh, that hurts. That hurts. But, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, oh, a couple real quick questions that I really, really like. Josh, the man, I love this dude. Um, he says, who's your dark horse to make the 53-man roster? Oh, Quantrez Knight. Uh, why change gears, right? Quantrez Knight. 
I freaking love everything that this guy is. Personality, culture fit, playmaking. You got Steve Wilkes in there that wants turnovers. That's Q Knight's specialty, man. Versatility. He can play a lot of spots. Now he's got an uphill climb. There's no doubt about that. But, ooh, yeah, I don't know. That that's that's my dark horse. That it, like I, I just want to see him play, man. Just needs a shot. Just needs a shot. Um, that's that's what it is. Oh, look, Greg says his dark horse would be Graham and obviously Coletto. Yeah, uh, Jalen Graham, seventh round pick. And then Jack Coletto, fullback, linebacker, wide receiver, quarterback, running back, tight end. I don't know. Car salesman. He can do it all. He can do it all. And Gregus goes even one step further. He says, I'm not going to lie. I want to see Feliciano take the center job from Brindle. I'm not sure they're going to be putting him at center. I think they want him to be the guard backup. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I, I think – I think Brindle's pretty safe. His pass protection is pretty damn good. And so, they, I mean, they signed him to a four-year deal. I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, De- Debster. <laughs> I love Elijah, but he's never on the field. Yeah. That's rough. That's rough. Uh, I'd give Mitchell the Wilson treatment. I'm not sure you could trade him, but, man, he's so good and he's so cheap. And he was awesome, man. We got to hang out with him in Vegas for the draft party we threw. Man. Such a good dude. Such a good dude. Uh, Kurt, he says, John, would you just rotate backs like we did in 2019? I would. CMC, Mason, Mitchell. I I do wish. Let me think on this real quick. I do want way more usage of backups. Yes. Now, you need a heavy dose of CMC, right? That's what you need. So let's just say, okay, 30 rush attempts, that's my number in season. You guys, especially if you bet with us, you know, 30 is the magical number, 30 rushing attempts. So let's break this down. Let's work bottom up. I want Debo getting two. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm gonna, I need to get my little handy dandy calculator out here just so I, I'm not messing this up. Okay, so Debo gets two. Let's say TDP gets two. That's four. Let's say Jordan Mason gets four, okay? Let's say Elijah Mitchell gets eight, okay? Now we're at 16. That means Christian McCaffrey gets 14. I'm cool with that because I know he's going to be getting all the pass attempts. So, like, that's how I would want it broken down. Again, I could spend some more time and finesse some more of those numbers, but... 16 rush attempts for Christian McCaffrey would make me very happy. Um, and it's it's the problem is when you take Christian McCaffrey out, defenses say, Hey, guess what, guys? We can now play normal defense, right? But yeah, I do want, I want to, I don't want McCaffrey, and I got McCaffrey in my dynasty. <laughs> uh, I don't want him getting worn down, man. Uh, it's a long season, 17 games, playoff run, all that stuff. So, uh, we'll see there. We'll see there. Um, let's see here. Greg says, what's going to happen with Brindle is facing Mozzie Smith and Jordan Davis. They're young pups. We'll see. Um, but we'll just have to see. Pass pro, I'm not too worried about him. In run game, yes, he's going to need help. There's no doubt about that. But that's just kind of what he is. Nesto says, you think TDP doesn't make the roster? I think he does. I, I think TDP does. He's better than Trey Sermon. They liked him. I, I think he'll be there for a little bit. So. 
Uh, we'll see it. But that's going to do it for us now. Uh, we got to wrap this show up. Uh, we are going live 530 over on Patreon. Uh, it's already been posted on there. The Zoom link's there. We're going to be watching that 1994 NFC Championship game against the Cowboys, man. It's going to be a fun time. 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's going to do it for us here. You guys are awesome. That was a fun show. I enjoyed myself. Uh, hopefully, you guys did too. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. Time for the 49ers. I hit the wrong button. My bad. I got the outro buttons below. Also, stay strong, faithful still. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>